There is a new variant of the COVID-19 virus that the World Health Organization labeled as a concern. The Omicron variant is in several countries in Africa and Europe, and as of this week, it's been found in the United States. But what do we know about Omicron? How is it different from the dominant Delta variant that caused the virus to surge earlier this year? And most importantly, what do people need to do to further protect themselves? We're going to talk about all of that and more today with Dr. Marty Sharkey, the Fayetteville Health Officer, on this week's edition of the Know the News podcast. Hello, my name is Rusty Turner, and I'm your host for Know the News, which is brought to you by the newsroom of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And in a few minutes, I'm going to tell you all about some of the great content we have heading your way in this weekend's editions of the newspaper. And one of those stories by our reporter Janelle Jessen will update readers on the COVID-19 situation in the area, including the new surge in cases we've been seeing over the past several days. Janelle's with us on the line, and we're, we're glad to have you to talk about it. Welcome, Janelle. Thanks, Rusty. And as I said before, we also will be joined by Dr. Mar- Marty Sharkey. She's the public health officer for the city of Fayetteville. Dr. Sharkey, it's always great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you for hosting me again. All right. So, Janelle, I'm going to start with you. Can you tell us kind of where we stand right now with COVID-19 in the region as far as the rate of new cases and hospitalizations and that sort of thing? Sure. Um, So, according to the Northwest Arkansas Council, which tracks hospitalizations in Northwest Arkansas, we had 53 COVID-19 patients hospitalized in the region on Thursday. Um, According to their data, the youngest was three and the oldest was 94 and the average age of patients was uh, 44, I believe. Um, in the River Valley Mercy Hospital in Fort Smith had 19 hospitalized cases this morning with five in the ICU and the numbers for Baptist Health aren't in yet for this week. Um, statewide, there were 432 patients hospitalized with COVID-19 on Thursday with 176 in ICU and 78 on ventilators. As far as new cases, um, yesterday Benton County had a total of 110 new cases and Washington County had a total of 62. Across the state, there were 1,226 new cases. And I believe that's the highest number, that was Thursday, and that's the highest number of new cases in several months, uh, in about three months, I think. Yes, I, I believe that's correct. Dr. Sharkey, news of the Omicron variant began making the rounds late last week. It was during the Thanksgiving holiday, but we really don't know much about it yet. So what what can you tell our listeners about it? What, should, what do they need to know? So the Omicron variant has 30 mutations present in it, about 10 of which are on the spike protein. Now, some of these mutations were also on the alpha variant and the delta variant. So they aren't all new mutations, but they are mutations from the original Wuhan strain. And the concern is that with the number of mutations that are on the spike protein, that it is going to affect our vaccine's ability to protect us um, from, from this virus, and that it will also be more transmissible than other strains. So we have a lot of concerns and a lot of unknowns. So we're starting to learn a little bit about it. Okay. So one of the concerns is that it, it would be more transmissible than, say, than, than the Wuhan strain itself or the more transmissible than the Delta variant? That's correct. And this morning, the 
the head of the World Health Organization did state that they do believe it is more transmissible than even Delta, um, but they do not know how much more. And that's solely based on how quickly cases are increasing in the regions of South Africa where it was first identified. And so they're seeing a doubling of cases. Um, they had about 300 cases a few weeks ago or 10 days ago, and it's now in the several thousands. Yeah. So, um, and, and do we know anything yet on whether uh, Omicron is going to be uh, more virulent or more, um, uh, has the potential to make folks sicker than perhaps Delta or the original strains? That is one we don't know yet. We do not know if it is going to make people sicker. Right now, they are seeing pretty mild disease where it is present, um, and in, and in our cases here in the U.S. as well. However, it's early, um, so these people haven't been sick for several weeks, which is normally when we start seeing that people decompensate, unfortunately. They're not going to do, do well with the, with the virus. Right. And, and has there been enough time to determine uh, whether Omicron is resistant uh, or more resistant to the vaccines that are currently available around the world? No, that we don't know. That, and that is being looked at right now um, by all of the major vaccine producers. And while they are looking at whether their vaccines are going to be um, what the efficacy is going to be um, against the Omicron. They are simultaneously looking at how they would ramp up a new vaccine for this variant in case it's needed. So they aren't waiting to see. So they're they're doing both of those simultaneously. The one thing regarding immunity that we have a hint at is that it does appear that in individuals that have been infected with COVID prior with different strains, that their immunity from those infections are not providing them with protection against the Omicron variant. Okay. And that was, Delta was a little the same way, as I recall, was that it, that, that folks who had had the original strain, Wuhan strain, or, or, uh, their, their immunity did not necessarily protect them as well against Delta. So. Right. And this seems to be even more so. Right. So these are people that were infected but are not vaccinated. Mm. So, so um, I, I guess the one question that our, our listeners want to know is what level of concern should folks have about this Omicron variant at this point? I know we don't know a lot, and the news broke over a holiday weekend, so they're, you know, uh, uh, I, I, in the news business, when it's a slow news day, uh, uh, as holidays usually are, these things can, can kind of get blown out of proportion. But, you know, what level of concern should folks have at this point as we're talking about Omicron? Well, we should be concerned and we should take the steps that we know that work. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in a much different place than we were a year ago or six months ago. We have vaccines that we know protect us. Um, they may not protect us from illness, but they are protecting us from severe disease, hospitalizations and deaths. We know that masks provide protection as well. Um, and we also have the new oral antiviral medications 
And these oral antiviral medications, um, one's by Merck and one's by Pfizer, and the Pfizer one seems to be superior based on the data that is public. And these oral antiviral medications work by preventing the virus from replicating once it's inside the human host. So it doesn't, whatever mutations are on the spike protein don't, don't matter. Um, so they, from what we can see, they should be just as efficacious against any of the strains out there. Um, and right now the Merck has preliminary FDA approval. Pfizer, we, is still in the process, but they it, have also applied for an EUA. And the Pfizer one provides, the data showed 85% protection um, against progression to hospitalization. Um, so that's really great. Yeah. So we, we have a few more tools that, you know, are coming in the pipeline um, right now. So we should be wary, but we know what to do which is way different than we were at the beginning of this. <laughs> yes, that's that's true. So, uh, Janelle, anything uh, along those lines to add? Are you, in in, in doing the, the work on your, your update story, uh, um, are are you hearing much of the same thing from doctors that there, it's a level of, there is a level of concern there, but it's it's not the same. It, things, have, things are not the same as they were a year ago or a year and a half ago when, when this was all new. Uh, yes, and I, I also spoke to Dr. Joe Thompson, who's president and CEO of the Arkansas Center for Health Improvement, and he echoed um, many of the things that Dr. Sharkey is saying, and, um, you know, he said that we are two years into this now, and we have a lot more tools and a lot more knowledge than we did when we started. So it is it is hard to believe that we are nearly two years into this. Um, Dr. Sharkey, I know scientists and medical experts are constantly learning more about the virus and, and how to deal with it, but that can be really frustrating for the general public because it seems like the goalposts are always moving. That 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 you know the 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 goal of, of controlling the virus um, is a moving target. So, you know, what can you say to those folks who who feel that kind of frustration that you know there's something new every day that makes it a little more difficult to deal with? Right. Um, I understand. Um, unfortunately, this is the way medicine works. Um, us physicians are, are kind of comfortable with not knowing things, um, but the general public isn't. They want it definite. Yeah. Um, but we're always learning, and that's good. That I would say anytime we learn something new about this virus and we tell you that our recommendations are changing, know that that's based on improved knowledge. And that should be a, looked at as a positive and not a negative. You know, yeah. We're getting better every day. Mm -hmm. So we, we need to embrace that versus being frustrated by it. The hard thing is, is that the virus is evolving every day too. Um, so it does, does make for a lot of moving parts for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and just to, to just to recap, and this will probably sound like a broken record uh, to 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 a lot of folks, but the things that people can do to protect themselves, whether it's Delta or Omicron or or whatever whatever version or or, or flavor of COVID nineteen or the coronavirus it is, what are the things that people need to be doing to protect themselves? Number one, number two, number three is vaccinate, vaccinate booster. Um, that is what we know 
will work. And that's what's really going to get us to the point of making this virus being a pandemic problem versus just being endemic. We need to test more, um, a lot more. And that is something that I, hopefully I believe the federal government is working on. We need to be testing for variants more. Um, I pulled up one of the dashboards today and learned that less than 1% of our positive cases in the state of Arkansas is being sequenced. Mm-hmm. That's unacceptable. We got we to gotta increase that substantially. Um, very well Omicron could be here or we could be brewing a new variant here. We are not testing enough to know that. That has to increase. Um, that's not what an individual can do, but they can lend their voice to that fight for sure. Um, but as far as individual level, in addition to vaccinating, you know, washing your hands, keeping your distance, wearing your mask when it's appropriate. We need to look at masks like we, an umbrella. Okay, we are, we, we're never gonna throw away our umbrellas. We're gonna be glad for the days we don't need them, but there's gonna be times when we need them. And that's the way we're gonna be with masks for, for a while. And we, that just needs to, we just have to live with that. I hate them just as much as the next person. Um, but that's what what we're what we're facing and how we're going to kind of get through these waves that are going to keep occurring, unfortunately. Yeah. Speaking of waves, let's talk a little bit about the surge that we're seeing around Arkansas the last several days. Uh, we've had two or three days, I think, of over a thousand new cases uh, in a day. We hadn't seen those kind of numbers in in, a, in several weeks. Um, so, any thoughts about what's driving that? Why we're having a surge? at this point of the year? Is it just the cold weather and folks are coming in? You know, I say cold weather, it's, you know, 75 <laughs> degrees today, but, but uh, is, it, is it just the change in the weather? People are coming inside more? What's, what's driving these, these new higher numbers, do you think? It's a combination of people gathering more inside. It's just the time of the year we do that, whether it's beautiful outside or not. Um, it is people being more lax about masks and we're seeing fewer mask mandates um, in the schools and in our cities. Um, you know, people, like I said, people are tired of wearing them. Unfortunately, we all are, but we're, we're seeing a change in people's behavior. And so it's a combination of, of all of the above. So, and, and, you know, Janelle mentioned earlier that the average age of, of um, people hospitalized uh, was 44. That's, you know, speaking of changes in the pandemic, you know, it, uh, that's a pretty young benchmark. Uh, so, yes. so that's, um, I'm, I'm taking that as an indication that people who are infected or are being getting sick and sick enough to be in the hospital are much younger uh, than they had been when, when things first started. Yes, and that is due more in part to what percentage of our population is vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So, those people that under 65, we have a higher percentage here in the state of Arkansas, a pretty high percentage of unvaccinated um, younger adults that are getting infected. Um, And then we are seeing those over 65 um, that are vaccinated, unfortunately, many times that are, are ending up in the hospital just because their immune systems aren't capable of mounting a good immune response. But we have a much higher percentage of them vaccinated. So it, it, the numbers, 
it's not a change in the virus. It's a change in us um, as far as why we're seeing younger mm-hmm. people hospitalized. Yeah. Um, and of course, the vaccines are now available to five to twelve, five to eleven year olds, which which is fairly new, uh, just the last yeah. month or so. Uh, so, I mean, there is some time it's going to take to get get uh, get a lot of those kids vaccinated whose whose parents choose to do that. So, um, um, but do you see that as you know getting more and more kids vaccinated? Do you see that as a way to keep, to 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 control and contain those numbers uh, and and keep and and reduce the number of hospitalizations? Absolutely. Um, with the original Wuhan strain, you know, we did not see a whole lot of transmission among the elementary school age children. And a lot of that had to do was because they were home. Um, now that we have them back in school and a lot of school systems not requiring mass mandates, we are seeing this virus transmit among the schools and then being brought home. So once we get so that cohort protected, that's going to help all of us. And that's, you know, traditionally with viral infections, um, respiratory infections, I mean, that they spread through the school systems is how they kind of spread in communities. That's typically how we see flu spread um, in, in communities. So by getting that cohort vaccinated, it's going to protect them, um, their parents, their grandparents, and the community at large. You know, we, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but, you know, vaccines aren't foolproof. There, there are folks who get vaccinated and get boosted and still um, and still contract the disease. Um, but there is, you know, I, I'm going to ask you to repeat. There is a reason why getting vaccinated, even though it's not foolproof, it's not 100 percent. There is a reason for for getting folks vaccinated um, and, and, the, and the level of protection it does provide, even if you do get sick. Yes, absolutely. So vaccines, yeah, we don't have any vaccine that's 100% protective that, that we give you and say, you're not going to get this illness. Um, that doesn't exist. I wish it did, but mm-hmm. it doesn't. Um, the vaccines protect you from getting severe illness, being hospitalized and dying. Um, so it's, it's not going to be 100%. It's not going to guarantee that you are not going to get COVID or whatever you're being immunized against, but it's going to significantly decrease your chances of getting it. And it's going to protect you from the severe outcomes. So, you know, unfortunately, I think that there was a kind of false advertising um, that a lot of people just assume when they say vaccine, that it was going to be a hundred percent. And so it's been a kind of an Achilles heel here through the whole PR process of, of the vaccine rollout, but it is very important. It does protect you from severe illness. It does much likely decrease the chance of you getting infected and also decreases the chance of you getting it and spreading it to a loved one. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Sharkey, before we wrap up here, is there anything we haven't talked about that you think is important to note about either the, the current surge uh, in Arkansas or, or um, the the new Omicron variant and what we need to know about it. anything we've missed that you'd like to mention? I don't think so. It's just it's going to be very important to pay attention. Um, this new story is evolving very quickly. Um, so I told Janelle the other day, it's like, let's do the interview as late in the day as possible right. so that we have as much <laughs> of the information as possible. Um, 
So it's just, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm, it, it's great that the science is, is working that fast. Um, but it's also important that we're just going to have to stay on our toes for the next little bit. So Janelle, anything uh, anything um, you found in your reporting you'd like to mention before we go? Um, one thing that I learned is, um, you know, talking to Dr. Sharkey and Dr. Thompson is now is the time to get boosted for the Christmas holidays and to start getting kids vaccinated to be protected for the second semester of school. Um, I learned it takes 10 to 14 days for the booster shot to reach its full effect. So, you know, that we're about that distance out from Christmas gatherings um, and it takes about five weeks for kids to go through the process of getting both their vaccines and for them to reach their effects and that's about the time we're out from the second semester of school. And I know there are plenty of places uh, around that offer vaccines. Uh, obviously local health professionals, doctors uh, are also offering it. So there's plenty of, plenty of, plenty of information out there. Um, uh, including on our website at nwaonline.com and at the State Health Department website, lots of information about where to find um, a booster or find information if folks are, are curious. Well, thank you both very much for talking about uh, this with me today. To, my guests have been, again, uh, Dr. Marty Sharkey. She's the Public Health Officer for the City of Fayetteville and also our reporter at the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Janelle Jessen who every week keeps us updated on what's going on with COVID-19 in the region. Thank you both for being here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. We've got plenty of other great content coming your way as well this weekend. Doug Thompson previews the special primary election to fill the vacant State Senate District 7 seat in Springdale. Former State Senator Lance Eads resigned earlier this year, creating the open seat. Doug will have stories looking at both the Democrat and Republican primary races in that election. Also, look for our audio links so you can hear the candidates themselves make their cases to the voters. Don't forget about our annual community Christmas card fundraiser benefiting the Northwest Arkansas Food Bank. Donate $3 and get your name published in a community-wide holiday greeting both online and in our Sunday print edition of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette on December 26th. Last year, we raised $26,000, which afforded more than 400,000 meals to your friends and neighbors in need. I hope we can top that this year, so you can help us out by clicking on the Community Christmas Card link on our website for instructions on how to give. The City of Rogers updated its hotel and motel sales tax ordinance earlier this year, and it now includes short-term rentals like bed and breakfast locations. Janelle Jessen will have a story on how the city plans to make sure businesses are complying with the new rule. The Springdale City Council will consider a new bid to build a tunnel under U.S. Highway 412 for Dean's Trail. The original contractor backed out and Lorinda Jinks will have all the details. A new text notification system to remind defendants of court dates in Sebastian County is about to come online. Thomas Sicente will tell us why county officials hope this will help cut down on the number of people jailed for missing court dates or court deadlines. Fayetteville Bulldog fans can count on us to give them all the coverage they will need of their football team's appearance in the State 7A championship game Saturday night against Bryant. The game's in Little Rock at War Memorial Stadium. We'll also have coverage of Greenwood pursues the 6A state title earlier Saturday at War Memorial Stadium. And we'll cover Shiloh Christian's effort to make it to the state 5A championship game. That will all be at nwaonline.com this weekend.
So are you wondering where the Arkansas Razorback football team will be going bowling this year? We'll have those details for you after the selections are made Sunday afternoon. All you have to do is go to wholehogsports.com. And we'll have coverage of all the UA men's and women's basketball games there as well. All of this content and much more is available to our subscribers on all platforms, our smartphone app, our tablet app, and our website at nwaonline.com. If you're not a subscriber, don't miss any more great stories. Sign up by clicking on the subscribe button at nwaonline.com or calling us at 479-684-5509. That is 479-684-5509. If you enjoy our weekly Know the News podcasts, just click on the subscribe button on your device now and we'll let you know when new editions pop up every Friday. Thanks for listening today. We'll be back next week with another edition of Know the News. My name is Rusty Turner. I'm the editor of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Until next week, so long.